broadcasting live and I direct mean, and direct. Uh, not in Two Dope Studios. Not in studios. <laughs> How many times have we actually been in studio this year? Not a lot. Like we've been twice. We've, we've had a lot of outside the studio. We have. We've been in the principal's office. Uh, we've been. We've been in here. We've been in here for before. the for the CEA episode. Yeah. Shout out CEA, Carrie Dolman, yeah. Amy Bacalor. Uh No, we're in my classroom. Um, yes. A sacred space that is still looking like there was a sub in here. Yes. Today. <laughs> yes, it does. That's how you you come in and you're like. Oh yeah, there was a there sub. Was Your a chairs sub. are all That's over. There's papers are, all over. My it looks office like, chair is like. It looks like the someone just left. <laughs> like oh they were God. like. So I saw, <laughs> I saw a meme, uh, a teacher's classroom that was a total disaster. I'm, I'm gonna totally steal this meme, and it says, "I know it's been a hard week when my room looks like I'm losing a game of Jumanji." Rhino's <laughs> <laughs> right. charging through. <laughs> my first principal at my old school would always be like, "I love coming to your class, but it always looks like there's some sort of art class." There's paper everywhere, kids are cutting stuff. Oh, like, man. what's going on? My friend Sean had uh, had somebody come in on a tour in his classroom, and uh, they asked if it was a student lounge. <laughs> <laughs> this, this must be a student lounge. So is this a student lounge? Shout out to Sean. Shout out. Boy. Uh, yeah, so we are we are here. It's March. Yes. Um, we completely missed Black History Month. For yes. <laughs> for but that's okay. You know what, though? We did one episode at the beginning. But I think it's better that way. You know why? Because every month's got to be Black History that's Month. That's right. That's just right. Just like every month has to be Brown History Month, Red History Month. That's Asian right. History, like, so we just, that just has to be the, the history month. You know what the interesting thing is? Uh, during Black History Month, some of my... Uh, Latino males and yep. my student and my advisement, yep. they were like, Mister, when is Latino History Month? And I and, was and, like, and, and then I told them, and they were like, wait a minute, it's not a whole month. Yeah, we don't even get a whole They're month. They're like, is it like, split into we, two? Although, if if my ploy to sort of uh, educate our young bronze brothers and sisters yes. works, yes. then we'll have two months. Because we will realize that Latino History Month and Native American Heritage Month, like those are both those our are months. both your months. That's all our months. Don't That's tell right. anybody. They might take that away. Though. They'd be like, it's like uh -uh. we all are the same. So y'all, we so only now, need one. <laughs> so we only need so one. So essentially, with the 750 nations in the Americas, y'all each get 12 seconds. <laughs> 12 <laughs> seconds for each nation. Each That's nation it. gets 12 seconds. That's it. Yeah. And, it, and hey, keep it calm because we'll take away That's two right. of those seconds. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We can't have another Black Panther situation. <laughs> can't have another Black Panther situation. Seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're here uh, feeling some kind of way about Woo! some things. It's, uh, it's a crazy it's, time of year. It's, it's a really crazy time of year. Um, so what we got that we're going to talk about um, is some some things that I'm sure are on a lot of people's minds. First of all, we're entering high testing season. Yes, it's that time of year. Your people. favorite and mine. Yes. Um, lots of assessments, some with gravity within school buildings, some with implications all over the place. 100% um, of teachers... I guarantee you're feeling the pressure right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about an alternate approach to addressing that season. We're also going to talk about Black Panther. Yes, we have we to have talk about, to Black, talk about Panther. Black Panther. I don't think that there will be spoilers in this episode. No, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to give you spoilers. But we're also stupid and we don't really like plan things out sometimes. And so we're, like, <laughs> so like one of, if one of us gets like knocked out like during this episode because they're about to drop a spoiler. We so we're gonna, yeah. so, but we're not violent people. Well, maybe we to, can edit. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know how to edit, which brings us to some uh, some some uh, guidelines that we have for yes. this podcast. If yes. you're joining us for the first time, what took you so long? It's episode 21. Come on, people. Where get with at? it. You got to binge us now. That's uh, it. So what are our guidelines, man? So we are a family-friendly, student-friendly family podcast. Friendly, student what does friendly. that mean? We do not cuss. We, do we not keep cuss. it clean. K-I-C. 
Yep. And our other kind of <laughs> policy, our rule, our guideline is that we operate on uh, anonymity, anonymity. But I feel like this doesn't matter because we never have. We never we, have any. We need here. to get some people well, I mean, on. We also don't talk. Uh, like we also don't talk about people. By yeah, name. we don't talk about people. Certain so people we might. Sometimes we'll, we'll we'll drop a thing. Say, hey, so we had a colleague at some point. In yes. Life. Yes. And that colleague said this, and so we will do that kind of thing. But yeah. we will not put anybody on blast. Here. That's our goal. That's Except, our goal. Un- unless unless we, it's one of us. Yeah. Like we just put we, ourselves on. Or blast. unless we've been tweeting at you and you're not like responding to us. Yeah, we might put uh, you on blast. Looking then. at you, uh, uh, poor righteous teachers, because we really want to use that music. Yeah, <laughs> come on, poor righteous teachers. Hook but, us up. Uh, so those are our main guidelines. Uh, we are here to try to address issues of diversity as they face our teaching force today. Um, we began as a... Uh, as a sort of, um, as a space to have conversations about teachers of color in the profession to create a community uh, through these discussions. And we've expanded our view to talk about issues of equity more generally, yep. realizing that the majority of our students look nothing like the majority of our teachers. That's right. And so we are here to talk through those things and talk about some of our um, personal experiences as well as to clown on each other. Yes, that's always that, the important that's always piece. the important thing. I think people like that. People like that. Hey, speaking of which, uh, so we're, we're going to check in real quick, see how things are going. Yes. Um, so I was, I was telling Kevin uh, off mic, and I'm going to share this story right now. I learned a really important thing this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and my boy Kev helped me to learn that thing. I learned the difference between friends and homies, man. Yes. I learned the difference. Uh, Tell the people. So I was playing soccer on Sunday. <laughs> and I've, I also would like to point out, I've been remarkably uninjured as an adult soccer yeah, player. Yeah, surprisingly, you don't. You don't as much hurt. as you play. I play on three or four teams, um, and, and I haven't had serious injuries. Now, my teammates would say, maybe I just don't fully like throw myself <laughs> into things. But I also recognize I'm 42 years old. I'm fairly sure that the Rapids are not going to come calling. Yeah, that's um, right. It's called wisdom. It's called wisdom. It's called, wisdom. It's called knowing that, well, i got to work tomorrow. <laughs> um, work. But so in a soccer game, I sprained my ankle on Sunday, and it was pretty wild. It like ballooned up all crazy. My <laughs> wife's like crazy. yelling at me the for like walking crazy. around on it. Yeah, there's. I, I should put them up on the Instagram. Yeah, you should. You um, should. They're nasty, by the way. <laughs> and so, um, so I I couldn't put weight on it. I had to come in on crutches on Monday. So all day, I have colleagues who are friends who are saying to me, "Oh man." Are you okay? okay? What happened? The kids are all. What happened to you? Are, are you gonna be okay? Are we gonna get a son? Like so, all these people coming with like these really like supportive and compassionate things. That's right. Um, are you okay? What's the injury? Your friends. Can I do anything for you? Can yes. I help? So I go to my department meeting, <laughs> and my boy Kevin walks in, looks at me. And falls out laughing. I just see a pair and of po- crutches <laughs> by him. I was like, whose crutches are they? You were, I had my foot up, and you're like, and you look at me like, oh, I can't sit there because your foot's up? And then he looks at the crutches and like falls out laughing. And I, I was, man, I got a little salty. I was like, how are you just going to? And then the next day, another one of the homies in the building just started clowning me in the hall in front of kids. So, moral of the story, your friends are the people who are going to ask That's you if right. you're okay and see if they can help. They're going to check on you. Your homies are going to clown you until you are better. That's it. That's <laughs> it. We know you're going to be better. This is a really important If you really need to help, you're going to ask. But I'm not going to let that 
clowning session go by. I no, see you with crutches. No, exactly. It's, it's like when your boy gets a bad haircut, right? <laughs> you gotta like say something to him. It's when they're like wearing shoes that like or, or whatever. You gotta like, hit it with a water nose. That, what, that <laughs> one pair of jeans that they probably shouldn't be wearing to school. Like, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, so important life lessons that we learn. But you're feeling better. I noticed your crutches. You don't have your crutches here today. Don't tell my wife. Oh, okay, keep that low. <laughs> keep that. He does have the crutches. Man, she, she was like looking. So she made me a doctor's appointment. Um, yesterday, and I'm like, well, I don't, why am I gonna, and man, she was like, you're, you're going to the doctor. She's like, you're doing this for me. And I'm like, when they do that, you gotta do it. I'm like, all right. You're like, all right, baby, I love you. Also, so <laughs> the really fun part of that, about this whole thing is, you know what I'm doing in two weeks? I'm hiking the Inca Trail in two weeks. <laughs> like, this is a great time. Like, so I'm taking injury. a group of students to Peru in two weeks. By the way, support us. We need yes, money. Support, like, support. It'd be really sad if, like, the nonprofit that we are doing service for has to like lend us money so yeah. like help us yeah. out uh we'll post that up but yeah so i'll be i'll be taking a group of students down there and they were really worried they're like what, what's Listen. gonna happen i was like why do you think you're going you're gonna carry my pack if i can't hike <laughs> and i actually thought i should carry me that's what i was thinking i was actually thinking about getting a litter yeah that they could like it. carry me on that's it and and my pack because i don't want my pack on the do litter. it real do it real that's like the incas would have done it like that's a king. how they would have like done, 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 done it they would have carried their inca their ruler Yes. Uh, up up that hill. That's right. That's they, right. They weren't down with that. I, I feel like there's <laughs> more of a chance that they're going to throw me off Machu Picchu than carry me. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we got going on. How's your that's week it. been, man? My week is good. You know, How's things uh, been? We the, haven't been in here in a couple weeks. Things have been rolling. The last couple of weeks have been fast and furious, but uh, you know, you're know, you going on traveling. I, I'm taking some kids to Canada Y'all going here. Y'all to Canada. Man, be careful. You might not come weeks. back. You might not we might, come We're going back. to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, but our trip got approved by the nice. by the by the upper crust people. <laughs> uh, what you talking about the one percent? The one percent of the district, you know. Oh, Actually, man. I the, never mind. I should just stop. No, Let me just that. stop. Let me just stop. I don't even know what Let you're gonna say. You go ahead. To, I'm about to get. I'm about to be a wild boy. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, things are going good. I, I think I'm feeling like we're getting there. Uh, my sixth graders, our sixth graders, they've been holding it down for the most, other Man, than today, yeah. for you. Anyway. Well, it wasn't for you, it was for the sub. No, it was for me. Yes, I feel right. like it was for me. I That's how you like take it. it. You're me. like, look, I should be able to control y'all when I'm not there. <laughs> well, and it, this is, so I, I, I communicate with the sub, you know, this is, this is a guest teacher that I use frequently, and so I kind of said to this individual, I'm like, you know, um... I apologize because I do think the culture is not as strong as it as it needs to be. Yeah. Like yeah. when I'm gone, but but still, like anyway. But yes, but they're holding it down for the most Hold part. Hold it down for the most part, growing, growing as they as they should be. They are. They are. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think overall I'm doing good, man. You yeah. know, no injuries. I don't have any sprained nope. ankles. Nope. I ain't nope. been on crutches. Knock on wood. Not yet. There's no wood in here. We got this particle wood. Rock on the particle wood. Yeah, that looks like wood. I don't. It look, if it looks like, it looks wood, like wood, it's wood. It's wood, right? <laughs> it's something. Yeah, but you yeah. know, you know, living life. Yeah, things are crazy for me. Um, I had I had to go get my passport today. Like, yeah. And the guy's like, "Wait, you leave in two weeks?" Like, so. <laughs> and, and and the funny thing is, I haven't been out of the country since two thousand two. Yeah. So my passport expired almost a decade ago. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> and I, I was need like. This. And I was like, I looked at my picture, and I'm like, I probably need a new picture. So I went in, and, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you need a new, new picture. I'm like, I did not need you to be like yeah. that. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you need a new picture. But I get but I get to pick it up on Friday, man. Quick there you go. That's good. That. That's good. That. There we go. Um, but no, it's been crazy trying to, you know, the student travel is hard. It really is. 
there's so much that you have to do. It's like having another class, you know, for it, sure. It's why I've always kind of like resisted being in charge of it. Yeah. But this is the second trip I've kind of organized here. Yeah. And I'd organized a couple trips within the state at my yep. old school. Yep. But, you know, this is the first taking kids out of the country. Hey, don't tell anybody. But this is the first time I've taken kids Anywhere. anywhere, big up, big anywhere. up. Anywhere, and I'm fun. the only chaperone, so that should be interesting. You don't sleep. No, you don't I'm not, sleep. I'm not sleep. You can't I'm gonna, sleep. I'm gonna sleep. I'm, uh, I'm gonna sleep when they're doing like supervised. Yeah, activities. that's when you sleep. That's, that's when you I'm sleep. Gonna sleep like, when they're I'm doing gonna catch up on my rest. Cannot get in trouble. But then when you get home, you have that good sleep, and your family they missed yeah. you, so they're thankful yeah. that you're back. I'm gonna miss my family, dude. Like this is a hard thing. Like I do not like being away from. It's my hard. Wife and daughter. It's like, hard. It's like. I, I just don't. I don't feel myself, and especially going to a place like that, it's going to be hard, man. Like being without them, but but if anything, it's like incentive to do the trip again and then take them and take them with and, you. Uh, yeah, maybe I yeah. take, maybe I take my big headed eighth grader next year. Yeah, you know, yeah, she'd love, she'd, love so. she'd love it. She'd love it. She'd love it. So, and uh, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime. It's yeah. It's one of those things that I I want to do one day. And I'm jealous. Bro. Hey, man, you should come with next year. We see. Let's we do see. It. Let's we'll do see. it. We'll There's see. very few people I would travel with. I would travel with. That'd you, be a man. fun adventure. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Us, it would be interesting. It would be an adventure. Be interesting. I mean, we could we could broadcast. We could podcast. Live. We, could, we, hey, we could do it, man. Live and direct from Machu Picchu. That's right. We're up here. <laughs> Take some pictures. Hey, so before we uh, launch into some other things, though, uh, we um, we you can find us on Instagram, Twitter yes. at two dope teachers, two dope teachers. Follow us on Facebook and send us an email, twodopeteachers at gmail.com. Um, we have a few things going on, I guess, um, lately. It's it's a crazy time of year, but something happened a couple weeks ago that changed the world. That changed the changed world. Changed the world. Things uh, are different wanna, now. Do you want to introduce this topic? So we, we could talk about that we have uh, like BCE and CE. Yep, yep, yep. So we have... That dividing line. B... P. Yep. A P. <laughs> Would right? that be B B P? B B P. It's A B C. After a B B P. After a long after a long day, it's like it's how B many, B B B P. And A B P. Yep. Yep. And yep. if y'all don't know by now, you've been in a hole. We talking about uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. We talk about King T'Challa. Yep. We talk about Killmonger. We talk, we talk about we're talking about the Dormelage. All of it. We yeah. talk about the Black Panther. We are talking about the, the Black the, Panther. I think one of the most important cultural events that I have witnessed in a minute. I mean, it, it's incredible. Like in a minute. So we went um, for my daughter's birthday dinner. A couple, a few, like maybe, maybe the. I want to say it was the a couple of days. Okay, my timeline's all screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we went around opening night over yeah. near our house. Okay. And what was amazing, what was so beautiful for me to see was um, was all the people who were going to see the movie, right? So we, uh, you're seeing like middle school, high school kids wearing Black Panther gear. And then you also see elders. Yes. Like wearing their Black Panther t-shirts and like going in there like with their hats and stuff like that. And it was just like that automatic conversation. Like I was walking by, I was like, I know where y'all are going. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. oh see, yeah, like, man! I'm gonna see it soon. So we saw it opening weekend. Yeah, and um, dog, I cried. Uh, it, yeah, I didn't cry. Oh, by the way, we're gonna try not to give spoilers. We're not gonna here give spoilers because we recognize it's only. I mean, first of all, it is it is March seventh, and you have not seen the movie. 
Y'all what need to get out there. Doing? Get out there and I'd be, see it. Man, I'd be seeing it on the daily if I could. That's what I, In fact, today, today I took the day off to work on some stuff for the school trip. Yeah. For the school trip. That's in case it. People That's are, it. Because like, you're doing those teacher absence. day offs I was where you do te- you take the you day do, off to do the work. Where you part of the job. Yeah. Right? But, man, I for I really thought about going to see it. You're like, let me I just was go. like, you know what? Let me go. I got I I got, got some time. I got, I got, I'm gonna go. I got some time. But instead, I went and bought things for the fundraiser. That's good. That was very responsible of you. I was, but it was funny because so we went we went to the theater in Northfield, right? Yeah, and uh, that's and where we go. That, that's so where that's where we, where we went, and and what was amazing to me, so I'm standing in line, and um and I'm looking around, and I turned to the person next to me, his older lady, and I was like. I forgot that they're showing other movies here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. Why would you go see another You're movie? You're like, it's just, just show Black, Black Panther, Panther. 12 times, like in 12 theaters, five times today because that's all people want to see. You'd be good. And I think when they started, they money. were showing it like every 15 minutes. Oh, they had I know. a show started every 15 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, was, it was incredible. So how, how is this moment for you? You know, I would say as a black male living in America, growing up in America, it, it was... I didn't know what to expect when I walked in. I knew I would love it. Yeah. But I didn't understand how moved I would be by seeing my culture shown in this kind of creative, unique way, us put in, into this futuristic world. Yeah. And, and, Although and it's not future. It's not the it's future. Not the future. It's, 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 it's yeah, the yeah, present. Yeah. But, but, this, but this very but this high-tech. Stylized. Story. Yeah. The pride mm-hmm. of the people of Wakanda. You know, it meant something. The natural hair yeah. on all the actors, yeah. oh, the dark true. skin, yeah. the clothing, the culture, to see it all, and to have this story told that was so important, that was provocative, thought-provoking. You know, it it, it was emotionally touching. Yeah. It moved me. And it just made me so proud of my culture. I, th- I think your boy's tearing up. And right who I am. <laughs> you know, and to take, because I took, you know, my two kids and I took two of their friends. And as I looked down, as they were watching it, you know, because you'd look over and just see the yeah. look on their face, the yeah. joy, the emotion. Yeah. And, and to really understand, you know, this, this generation is growing up with a different ideal yeah. about what it means to be a superhero, what it yeah. means to be black, yeah. what it means to stand up for your people. Yep. Because I think all of that was ingrained perfectly. Ryan Coogler yeah. did a great job directing Coogler. it. That's right. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. And so... That's why I had to take my son. As we went and saw it again Absolutely. this past weekend, Absolutely. you know, and and, and I it, I try not to buy movies that come out. Oh man! At, but when this movie comes out, I'm oh, buying it. Oh yeah! And it just gives me hope for for what else we're gonna see. Yep. You know, I don't know if you want to share your daughter's line mm. after she finished seeing yeah. it because I think that's that's what we hope sure, for. Sure. You know, is her her line of thinking when yeah, it comes to this real. stuff. You know, I, it's we're it's an interesting moment, right? Like as as a person of color seeing these openings where stories are being told that maybe would have just seemed just completely outlandish when we were kids, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine this movie coming out pre-Malcolm X? Like, I, I just don't know they would have reacted differently to, to it. Well. I mean, I and know that there was an idea to do it with Wesley Snipes in the in the Black Panther character back in the late 90s, right? Really? But instead they decided... But it would have been done differently. It would have been done differently, but, but instead they also decided to do Blade. So Blade was sort yeah, of Yeah, that's like, right. Blade was like, that black superhero. Yeah. One of the first. Um, mm-hmm. Spawn. Yep. 
So what was interesting, though, is like you can look at that from a cultural history context and say they had this opportunity to say, hey, let's do Black Panther because this was an established character in yeah. the Marvel Universe, yep. right? But instead they're like, nah, maybe we'll be conservative and do Blade and we'll make it an R-rated movie that not everybody can see. That's right. And we'll sort of make him... Like, not really a black guy. Yeah, because he's not... It, it, he, it rarely is kind of mentioned. It's kind of like... It's, okay, a, it's, it's an incidental part yeah. of what he was. And I think that represents a moment in uh, in the history of diversity in cinema where it's like, well, we're first we're going to have characters who just happen to be people of color. That's right. Before well, now we have to try to integrate that part of their background. And I think it's just been really interesting to watch Hollywood negotiate this. Uh, it was really powerful for me, man, because like... As a person of color, mm -hmm. like there are so many spaces where we don't feel like we can be, right? right? Like honestly, you know, so th those of you who have known me since like high school know that what I really wanted to do out of high school was go to theater school. I got into theater school, mm -hmm. like I, I knew musicals, like all that kind of stuff. But the thing that always sort of like made me hesitate was knowing there weren't a lot of people like me. And it wasn't even so much like looking out there and saying, well, there's not a lot of brown guys doing musicals. I also had this notion of like, well, what's my community gonna say That's if right. I'm out there doing musical theater, right? And now and now we have Hamilton, right? Now we had In the Heights, which I actually think is more radical than Hamilton, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now with Black Panther, like we are in this process of normalizing these stories. So it was really emotional for me um, I'm also the guy that cried at the trailer, right? And and when I saw the trailer for Birth of a Nation, like I cried, cried at that too. Which unfortunately, was I was unable to go and see that movie. I uh, still, I, I was, I was looking at it. it? I haven't seen it. Yeah. I was, I think it's on Netflix. I saw it. I was rolling through some stuff, yeah. and I saw it. and I was debating shit. I was I mean, like, do I, do I? In the age of Me Too, it's just a hard you know, sell, it's a right? hard sell when you yeah. think about all of the the Nate Parker stories and all of yep. that stuff. But, you know, I think the important part, like, you get to it, it was a black story. Yeah, like, and I think yeah. when you come contrast it with Blade, yeah. Blade wasn't a black story. No, it was a story about story. vampires. It was, about, right? it was a, a story about a vampires with a guy who happened to be black. black. But, yeah. but, but Black Panther was unapologetically black. Yep. When Killmonger comes into that scene yeah. and he tells that lady, I'm going to just take it. Yeah. All right. Watch the spoilers. <laughs> he says, "I'm gonna take. I'm just yeah. gonna tell you one lie. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, like you take him from us. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it was clear what the story That's was. Early in the film, it was too, clear so. what the story yep. was. Yep. You know, it, it's clear because he's saying, no, there's something here. Yep. Right? Are you the white lady? And this is your museum. And I always feel like whenever I go to these museums, uh, you know, you go and they have all this beautiful yep. African art. Yep. It's like, how did you get this? Yep." What brought this yep. here? Any of, of, of our, like we go to the Denver Museum of Art, yep. and, and they have this huge Mesoamerican collection. Yeah. It's like, yep. how did you get this stuff? Yeah. Well, and also, who, did you, like, who signed off on you having this here? More, like some of our more important artifacts, um, like the Dresden Codex, yes. um, the Florentine Codex, That's right. the only surviving books of the ancient Americas, uh, they are in Italy. In They're Italy in or London. Or and, and, you know, there's that whole thing. So you could definitely, that resonates. And I think that's probably the thing that is so powerful about the film Black Panther is that it composes a couple of narratives that are totally understandable and totally, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like 
they're just believable. It's like, yeah, this is a thing. And, um, and so that was a really powerful thing for me. And of course, so we walk out and, um, you know, despite my own sort of, my own um, uh, personal relationship to African-American communities just from where I grew up and mm-hmm. how I grew mm-hmm. up, like, I, I know that it was that space. It was so, like, precious. Like, it was, it was kind of cool. I, I, I looked down the aisle to, uh, to see if my daughter needed something, and I saw this little African-American dude. He must have been, like, nine. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He's got these big glasses on, and his eyes are all wide, and he's just smiling. smiling. Like, smiling. And it was just like, this is an amazing thing to see. So we walk out, and my daughter says, that's it. I'm, I'm writing an America movie, right? And so for those of you who aren't comic book nerds, uh, America Chavez, uh, who is slated to be the next Captain, Captain America. Captain America. Um, this Puerto Rican uh, queer superhero uh, who is invincible. She can jump between dimensions, which I'm kind of like, yeah, all of us Rasa can identify <laughs> yeah. to jumping, jumping between, between dimensions, dimensions and having to live in this borderlands, right? right? That's so, right. So, I mean, that was the other thing that I think was really powerful <laughs> was um, the notion of, all right, so... Um, where, where are the next stories? It's not about, you know, I think, because I think there, and there have been some of these voices that are kind of saying, well, but it's, you know, XYZ community is invisible in the film. And to me, to me, the power in the story was in, in the power in the film was in its, in its power in inspiring the rest of us to look in the mirror and say, what is that story? Yeah. What's yeah. our Wakanda, right? Yeah. And what does that kind of look like? So we talked about this a little bit in my advisement and in my Rasa Studies class. And one of the kids in Rasa Studies is like, well, we can't have, like, brown jaguar. Like, that would just be a clear ripoff. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's right. That's right. That would, right. Have, that would um, be not trying very hard. That would be not trying very hard, right? <laughs> Plus, I don't think brown jaguar is a character. I don't think brown jaguar is a real character. <laughs> But I think, but I wasn't even thinking about the character. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, well, what, what is, what is the inspiration I find? And my question is, where, where can we create a story of the Wakanda, of the Americas? Yeah, right? yeah. Because in the same way that Africa has been the site of just mass exploitation yep, and extortion yep. and um, destruction of culture and resources and people. Um, it's what happened to the Americas in the 15th and 16th centuries. And so that's my question. It's like, well, so maybe it's our El Dorado, right? Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. But that was the kind of conversation we've been having and um, really kind of diving into that stuff. But um, I think there's just so much to it. And so I started, like when I got home, I started reading the critiques of it, reviews and stuff like that. And is it a perfect film? No. I don't think Hollywood is making anything that's perfect that's really... Uh, truly gonna be like right. that is the most woke thing in the world, yeah. but it is more woke than a lot of stuff oh, that yeah. we've seen. Without um, a doubt. And I think there was an effort to put that in. Now yeah. it's still, you know, a capitalist endeavor. Sure. It's still, you know, they're still judging it based on how much money it made. But I just think it's important to 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 have different voices out there. Yeah. And so another film that I saw over the weekend that I did cry. Was Coco? Oh yeah. And Coco touched me in the yeah. same way, where it was like this is yep. respectful to the culture. Yep. Now it's animated, right? Yeah. But it, it showed the colors and the songs and the yep. music and the history and that the subtleties. This this is real, and it and it and it treated it with respect yeah. and dignity. And I think that's what we want, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, is to see these images of diversity, 
presented in a way that really relates to us, yeah, that, that reflects our story, and it's not someone yeah. else's story. It's our story. Yeah. We we have put this into effect. Yeah. And ensuring that there, that, that, you know, because I think that, you know, around the time that you and I were growing up, I think that there was a ton of pressure on directors and writers of color when, when they would write a story to write the definitive story because it just weren't the studios weren't investing what they needed right. to to make these successful on a on a big scale and I think black cinema is experiencing a real golden age it really um, is because what we're seeing like we can choose to not see Birth of a Nation yeah. without worrying that we're gonna somehow wreck, hurt yeah, it we're gonna it, hurt it, it, black it, it, cinema they're like we don't need you know and and. You know, I, I have a pretty nuanced view, I think. I try to think about it in really complex terms. Um, we don't need to see Nate Parker's film if we object to his off-screen like, choices and mm -hmm, decisions mm -hmm. and approaches to mm -hmm. things because we can go see Ava DuVernay's film. Wrinkle in Time, uh, Speaking of way. which, folks, <laughs> folks, if you, I was thinking about this in the shower. Look, look, here's <laughs> he what we gotta do. Because I read an article and they were like, we're worried about a wrinkle in time. Yeah. Hey, if you went to see Black Panther, make sure you go see A Wrinkle in Time. That's right, that's right. Our sister Ava needs us. Yep. She's made a good movie. It's got Oprah in it. <laughs> so I don't know what else y'all people need. It's a powerful story. My daughter's ready to go see it. Yep. Uh, you know, but if you go back to the trailers, watching that Wrinkle in Time trailer, I felt myself, you know, maybe I, maybe I was, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I wasn't, I didn't cry in Black yeah, Panther, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I felt a little, you know, my eyes got a little dusty. I God, was I, I was biting I, my I, lip. Man, I cried. God and everybody <laughs> heard me. God and everybody heard me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. I, I, but 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 this stuff means something. It Absolutely. means something. It's Absolutely. so touching and it's important to see. And I know it seems minor to some people, but when you can see yourself and your culture depicted in a way that takes it seriously. That's right. It's not a joke. Yep. It, 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 like I love what you mentioned, like the the progression of black cinema, because yep. I think about like uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yep. You know, this brother has had so much pressure on him to to be the voice of black people. But yep. he, his first movie, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah. Put our culture out there. Another super black superhero, another black superhero. right? <laughs> another black superhero. Yeah. But but. You know, I just think this takes it to a whole nother level of what is possible. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. it was mainstream and it was supported by the mainstream. And, and I'm amazed at all the white people I see saying, yeah. I got to go and see this movie oh, yeah. and relate to it. Yeah. You know, I, we had one of our African-American students, uh, one of, a female student. She came up to me and she's like, what did you think? I was like, it was great. She was like, oh, yeah, so did I. And she's like, even if it was bad, you know not a black person is ever going to say that. No black person is ever going to be like, you know what? I didn't like the black. Oh, oh okay. Know. I'm doing that ben, problematic voice. Ben Carson. No, Ben maybe. Carson. You think? No, he's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to call him the name I call him. It, it probably didn't resonate with Ben Carson. You don't think Ben felt it? Sorry, no offense, Ben. I know you listen. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure he got it. You don't you think know? Dr. Carson felt that? I don't think that. he got it. Um, no, you're right, and, and, I, and I think, too, that, it, you know, when, when a community is able to rally behind its creative and cultural endeavors, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, and it, and it is forcing some other conversations, so the next Spider-Man is going to be an Afro-Latino, and I think that's probably, so we had a debate in Raza Studies if Miles Morales is really like a Latino, yeah. and they were like, well, he really identifies as black, it's like, yeah, but he's a Morales, 
And so these are things that we need to talk about. And in our community, this is stuff we need to talk about, right? Yeah. We need to talk about the sort of invisibility of African heritage within our roots. First Mexican president had a black mama. That's right. You know, That's right. Guerrero, Little right? known fact. And so, like, so the but these are things that in the in our community that we often struggle to kind of embrace. So, so we do have these kind of openings happening, and you know, there's. Um, and now there's this whole new interest in looking into some of these other characters. Um, and, I, and I think, too, like, so Hamilton's got me really ambivalent right yep, now. I yep. still love the music, but uh, the invisibility of Native American characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a moment, in a historical moment that absolutely had factually Native, involved Native, Native people. people. So my, my idea was like, well, what if you had a story that centers on Joseph Brandt, right? Yeah. This was the, uh, this was the Mohawk chief who threw his lot in with the British because he's like, y'all are messed up, but these colonists are crazy. crazy. And like, if I have to choose sides, it's going to be that side. So, I mean, what I hope will happen is that it forces us to, um, to look at what other stories can be told because everything that has ever been said about diverse stories in Hollywood is rendered nonsense by this film, right? Well, we don't have the writers. Nope. nope. We don't have the directors. Nope. nope. We don't have the actors, the high-profile actors that are going to command a big audience share. Nope. Black people aren't going to come see it. Nope. nope. There is n literally no reason to divest from these types of projects because we've shown that people will come out. And, and did you know that Latinos spend more money on movies than any other ethnic group in this country? That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise so that's me why, at all. Yep, so that's why that's why Hollywood and the entertainment industry, if y'all aren't going to be culturally enlightened, at least look do at the dollars. Do it for your capitalist principles. Do it for the dollars. You can, make, you can make billions. Because we're going to come with in. With a B. We're, we're going to come and see the movie. Like, like, we made Price of Glory last a week in theaters. That's right. All right? That's and that's right. a great movie. It's a great movie that did not get the investment and the attention that it needed. The, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, is in my AP World History class, we just happened to be watching King Leopold's Ghost, yeah, right? Yeah. And about this over a century long exploitation of the Congo and Africa's World War. And one of the things I've been turning over in my head is this question of whether Wakanda is what Congo could have been, right? I, I always say to my students, you know, the thing about history is that it never reveals its alternatives. Yep. We don't actually we know don't what know. could have happened. We don't know. So, like, it's not hard for me to look at well, what vibranium, coltan, um, diamonds. That's right. Like all these minerals, all the resources, all the resources. Seventy-five percent of the world's coltan supply is in Congo, and it is the reason for this exploitation that's happening right now. And so, I think the other really powerful thing for us, um, through a justice lens is to look at the value of lives. I mean, there, there were whole tribal groups that were eradicated, eradicated. by the colonization of the Congo. And um, when we think ahead and say, what is the cost of this development and this exploitation? How many Wakandas what are will we, giving we lose? Up? What are we giving up? That's right. That's what right. Are you, I, I, going back, my favorite line, Boots Riley, all y'all's a gold mine. They wanted they to wanted deplete, deplete you. you. Absolutely. Right? And, and I think you hit it on the head. It's like, what is the possibility Right? What is the possibility? And I think as teachers to connect back, you know, to education yeah. is which students are our Wakandans? Yeah. Which yep. students are, are are hiding away? Yeah. And how can we bring them out? Yeah. And how and how do we connect the killmongers, right? How do we how do, connect how do we connect the disaffected ones who have learned to distrust the system around them? 
who have learned to treat all of us in authority. Rightfully so. Rightfully, Rightfully so. so. Justifiably so with suspicion and um, and kind of hedging on whether they actually want to believe anything we say to them. Like, you know, so those are the things that, yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I like what you said because it's kind of like, you know, if I treat every student as the best of what their culture has to offer when they walk into my classroom, um, what are the possibilities? It's, it's like I've we got Wakanda being born in everybody's heart. You know, I've been telling my, my advisement and trying to tell my kids, you're important. You're amazing. Go take advantage I, of I the should, world. I should do that. You know, because they are. And <laughs> yeah. it started with me this year telling my kids that every morning. Yeah. You're important. Yeah. Carry yourself with dignity. Operate with that basic knowledge. I'm important. Yeah. I'm special. Yeah. I'm valuable. No, that's real. Because I think our kids don't hear that enough. And so they care, right. and and you tell them, and they'll say, "We don't believe you." Of I don't course. believe no, you. They don't. They no, don't. Mister, I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation with a student, one of our Latino males, and I, he said, "No, Mister, I'm bad." Yeah. And I said, "No, you can't be bad. Yeah. I, I, you are not. You, I know you. Yeah. You have love in your heart. Yeah. You are dedicated to your family. Yeah. You might think that you're a bad person." Yeah. But I'm, you got to hear what you're saying, and I need you to know that you're a good person yeah. because my kids need to know that you're a good person. The younger people need to know that you're a good person yeah. because they're, they're going to grow into be you. Yep. You know, and, and so I have these kids who resist it because they don't hear it, and, and, and we, we internalize this stuff that there's something wrong with us. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm bad. That makes me think of Coach Carter. You know, like, you know, what's your greatest fear, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, building up that kid in that way. Yeah. To, to hear it, and, and I, I just think that, you know, to, to be able to believe in Wakanda, uh, to say that there's something greater than me and that I'm important, yeah. I can be a superhero. Yep. We, we, it doesn't matter how you look. Yep. It doesn't matter your ability. We could, and, and you know, to the to the thoughtfulness of Marvel Comics is that they were writing these comics in the sixties yeah. and seventies, yep. and, yep. and when they're taking the Black well, Panther and, and Panther didn't have his own comic, just to, yeah. like but but these characters are being created. they're being created because they're saying these, oh, these maybe there's people, a maybe there's a Cato movie movie coming right yeah can't do it without Bruce Lee though can't do it without Bruce Lee yeah no you're right and, and so I want to also direct people to some resources so I've been looking at Pop Culture Classroom and they're they're local they're a Denver group, yep 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 and they've really sort of capitalized on this kind of thing everything from the creation of comic books to um, sort of looking at popular culture as a, as a uh, as a way to um, to check out these issues and connect them to larger issues. So definitely yeah. check them out and look at these diverse characters. Oh, also a heads up about pop culture, um, or pop classroom, right? Pop culture classroom. Pop culture classroom. Yep. Um, a couple of years ago, I know they give out discounted tickets to teachers for Denver's Comic Con. For real? Yes, like oh, man. very discounted early uh, release. Uh, yeah. But I think there's other um, great stuff, materials, and I just want to give a shout out. They're, they're, um, they're hiring, by the way. They are? Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. Stop. <laughs> oh, no, they are, but, <laughs> but we are so happy in our work. We, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. But a shout out to, to Tess Racer, who has built a Wakanda curriculum. Oh, it's available. Yes. If you guys search for it, yep. grades fifth through eight. Yep. Uh, shout out, Tess. Uh, I think I might try to use it. Don't steal this from me and try to get under me and do it with the sixth graders. Hey, you know what? The, well, oh, I won't do it with the sixth graders. Okay, all nah. right. You do it with the upperclassmen. Uh, yep. But don't take it. But it starts out the legacy of colonialism in yep. Africa. Yep. 
the legacy of slavery yeah. in America's. Uh, oh, my thing messed up. Global anti-blackness. Man. Afrofuturism. Yep. Which is my favorite word. That's a great from, word. From, from this movement, word. but it goes through character, character analysis, analysis of all of them. African cultural representation in the Black Panther, yeah. and she's got all the materials that That's you great. need. So if There's y'all a map of uh, of languages, yep. Um, yep. Uh, so check it out. Check it out, people. And yeah. so I think you know this is a testament to the power of the film. Yeah, is that this was a a teacher who said my kids are already talking about it. Yep. Let me build something that'll yep. enable them to continue so to talk about it and go even deeper because what my biggest fear about it is it's a trend. Yep. Right? And people are like I saw the Black Panther, yep. Black Panther's dope. Oh, yada yada yada. But are you taking it further? Yeah. And understanding what the African diaspora was. Yep. And and why is the film telling these stories in this way? Yep. And, and why did it even need to exist? Yep. You know, I think we can teach the kids more about it and, and let them have background because I think that's what's going to inspire the next great story, yeah. you know, about a person of color or, or about people of color to understand that, like your daughter said, there's more room for this. Yep. There's more room for all of us to be yeah. represented. Well, and it's just a conversation. I mean, I think there, there have been. I, I, they, they the the articles weren't critiques of the movie itself, but they talked about ways that the movie sort of exposes some important issues that need to be discussed um, within the communities. One of them was this uh, kind of this typical misunderstanding, and I'm outside the community, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. Uh, firsthand. But what I was reading about was this kind of misunderstanding between African nationals and African Americans. Absolutely. And, and and I can relate that to Latinos where those of us born on this side of the border That's right. tend to look at those born on the other side of the border as different. Like we're not like them. We're not even the though same. we have very similar names and we may even speak the same language. Um but I think like it's its ability to create that conversation is really important. And then the other thing that I keep thinking about is uh, to me this is a bookend effect, right? On on one end, you have the tears in the eyes of the elders who lived through segregation. That's right. Who, some who even lived through Jim Crow. I saw a lady who must have been in her 90s, like being wheeled into the theater. That's uh, amazing. In That's a wheelchair, beautiful. wearing a Panther t-shirt. Like That's beautiful. And I was just like, I don't love to be alive all that often. <laughs> that was a moment where I was just... Where I was just I was so happy to be alive and I was so touched to be able to see this. And then to that little kid sitting there whose life will never be the same. Who's grown up. My he president will never has been black. Be the same. Yeah. You know, but I still see my people being shot down in the street. Yep. And, so, and, and yep. so it starts to, like you said, I think connect the generations. Yes. And, and, and that is so important for all of those generations. And this feels bigger than Malcolm. This feels bigger than Malcolm. You know, well, I think some things about Malcolm made Malcolm inaccessible to some people, yeah. right? Spike Lee, people don't like, people some people don't, don't like Spike Lee. Spike Lee is stigmatized. Regardless of color, people don't like Spike you know, Lee in some cases. But, but for me, you know, Malcolm, I think, is that other big cultural moment, but I think it was bigger in the black community. Yeah. You know, because if you remember those times, we were all wearing our X hats, our X shirts, our Africa medallions, yep, yep, yep. you know, really connected back. Everybody was reading the autobiography, picking it up yep, again, yep. Um, you know, and, and really wanting to delve deeper. And I've heard Spike say one of his greatest achievements was he was like, I was just proud that people started reading the autobiography yeah. again of Malcolm. It's and about like what it starts. It, you know, and, and I think uh, 
that's the importance of art. Yeah. And so for our um, our door decorating contest, we did Ramir Bearden. Yeah, and that's so, so cool. And so one of the dope things that he said was that art comes from art, mm-hmm. right? And so I think if art is inspiring and pushing you to do more, you know, and I think this film does that, just like Malcolm inspired yeah, people real. to go and re- pick up the autobiography, I think that's in the power of yeah. it. And, and I think, and, I, and that's why I encourage the students, don't let it stop. Yeah. It's not good enough to just see the movie. Yeah. We got to talk about this movie. We got to research. We yeah. got to understand, like you said, where are the other Wakandas? Where, what, yep. could, what could possibly have been what are the other stories? What are the uh, what are the alternatives to what we see in front of us? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. What if what if the United States, when you brought these enslaved African people, had had the realization that these are human beings? Yeah. And they can enrich this country greatly as they already have, rightfully <laughs> which they, so. Which they did anyway. You know, but, but yeah. you you brought them in and Absolutely. said you're part. You we made a mistake. Man. We we had a misconception because Man. you know. White people had to realize, wait, wait a minute. Wait, they care for their children. Yeah. They take care, they crying. If we it wouldn't have been like that, you wouldn't have said about abolitionists who yeah. said this is uh this is a you know, uh goes against our humanity. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's go powerful. see the movie. Go see it, go, go see, see a wrinkle in and time. Then, and then go see it again. See Coco. See Coco. Watch Coco. 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 You can watch. You can rent Coco now. Coco so, is like, dope. Rent it. If y'all ain't seen it, yeah. y'all miss now. So we're gonna we're gonna pivot. We're running a little long, but uh, <laughs> but we got to. <laughs> oh, uh, but we do want to pivot to um, some things that might be on your mind as uh, as teachers right now. Um, so testing season. Testing season. How do you feel in testing season? You know, I try to not <laughs> let myself get too worked up about it. Yeah. But I think this year it might be a little different. Um, Maybe you're gonna get worked up this year. No, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's important. I want our kids to do well. Absolutely. I want them to succeed on this test, but I don't want it to be the be all end all. Yeah. I don't want us to just see them as scores. Yeah. And and we gotta have this whole picture of kids. Kids, I believe in my heart, deserve to learn to read and write and do high level computations mathematically, and do all this stuff. But we also got to respect their humanity yeah. and help support them in yeah. that. And putting stuff in front of kids that that hurts them or that they're not ready for, mm-hmm. I think can be problematic. But I think we also have to remember that it's more than, like we were talking before the show, it's more than just being prepared. Yeah. It's, it's how do they feel about this whole institution? Yeah. Do they feel like they're a part of it? Yeah. Right? And to go back to Black Panther... How would Eric Killmonger feel taking that standardized test versus how T'Challa would feel? Yep. And how can we make other kids feel like they're T'Challa when they get to take that yeah, test? Yeah, that's right. Or Shuri. She's, or she's, Shuri. She's smarter. Shuri is smarter. <laughs> she, and she's got the better lines. Yep, and, and she got the better lines. But go ahead and share some, because you've been kind yeah. of doing some research and some thoughts, and you had some really good stuff yeah. um, so like, in terms of helping really prepare kids right. for this. Oh, I would testing. not say that I've prepared them. Like, but these are some things I'm reading up on right now. Well, it's like, different think, ways, I think, that we is. don't think like, about in terms of prepping kids. Yep. So, so, I mean, a couple of things. Like, your point about buy-in is so critical because we know, and this is a part of the data that tends to be ignored all over the place, 
Mostly be and it, like I don't think it's willfully ignored. I think people I think people tune it out because they do not have a solution for That's it. That's right. You see schools all the time saying, "Hey, if you come every day, you're going to get your name in a drawing for an iPod." And the more times you come, the more na- an iPod. And, and you're going to have we're going to have a festival at the end. And we'll have a donut party. We're going to have a donut party. Ice cream. And a jumpy castle and ice cream. And you can jump in the castle with ice cream. We don't even care. Uh, and you're going to do um, karaoke. You don't even have to do school that day, but that's you right. just got to come and take the test. Please do this. Please, please and stop. try your please hardest. Stop. So so we're, we're coming up with all these ways to sort of bribe kids to, to do it, which and, – and I say bribery in a totally non-cynical, sarcastic yeah, way. Yeah. Like the, the thing is that there is a cynical aspect of this whole framework, and there and, – and what – all schools recognize, like, it would not be controversial if you and I stood on the stage at every single elementary, middle, and high school and said, everything that happens on this test has to do with kids' effort and their buy-in. If they try, they do better than if they don't. don't. That's not a controversial thing to say. And so what we have to reflect upon is those disaffected kids, right? Right. So you and I know who they are. Yep. We know who they are when, we, when they walk down the hall. Mm-hmm. And when they come around, like, there's a reaction to them. In fact, I'm having a problematic relationship with one of our eighth grade boys right now. Uh-huh. I have to kind of try to work out yep. um, because we do not see eye to eye. Um, but those particular kids um, are signed, they're, they're sort of that canary in the coal mine, right? They are. Where, where their level of engagement is absolutely going to affect their performance. And... And so, unfortunately, the thing that's happening right now in a lot of schools, from from what I gather, not in this school at all, um, or maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> is this doubling down on test prep. That's right? right. You have to do these practice tests. You have to write this essay. You have to practice multiple choice. You got to do this. Got to do that. And the pressure is really getting to everybody. And the thing that's really hard also is like our relationships with our colleagues. And we'll come back to that in a second. But the thing that I'm thinking about is, so I joined the 40-hour teacher work week, um, and I know I'm not I'm not supposed to really share resources um, about this kind of stuff. That, you know, I will say that it's expensive. It's worth every penny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there are really great things. Angela Watson does terrific work, and I really just want to um, encourage people to take a look at it. There's, there's also the cornerstone for teachers, which is a free resource um, that has some of this stuff. But one of, but some of the materials we've been looking at is about how in this time of high stakes testing, this is actually when we start need to start doubling down on community, right? Yeah. We have to come to a moment where we're able to say to each other as colleagues, where kids are able, where we're able to say to kids, right now. It's just so important that you're okay. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that are probably weighing on you right now. Okay, so kids, so so maybe our eighth graders aren't too worried about CMAS, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the, it's not something that a lot of them stress about. Mm-hmm. What we mm-hmm. hear over and over again is that this just doesn't have any importance yeah. In, yeah. in my education. Yeah. yeah. My juniors who are getting ready for SAT, it's got a little bit more implications. But yep. that doesn't make it better. That makes it worse, right? Yeah. And so. I know it's hard to believe this sometimes, but I think kids often put more pressure on themselves than we put on themselves, and they want to perform well. It's why sometimes they won't even try. Yeah. Because they're so worried about failing. Yep. And, 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 and so they're they like... Don't wanna, they, yeah, they don't want people and, to know. And the way I get you to try is to accept and, and, and really kind of talk yeah. with you. Yeah. Talk with you, pull you through it, yeah, and let you know that I'm there for you. Yep. Yeah, and I think so. So there are things that are recommended 
um, in this kind of months, 40-hour work week stuff that, you know, and, and you can you can invest some money and do the thing and see what's actually available. There's also a podcast um, that you can check out. But, like, community meetings are one thing that comes up where you actually spend a little bit more time checking in with your kids. Maybe it's a five-minute conversation. Maybe it's a 15-minute conversation. But, I, but the message becomes... Because this is the kind of thing, and, and I think a lot of schools, based on some of the reading I've done, are struggling with this schism that's opening between the adult and, and youth communities yes. in schools. We're feeling pressured. It's like that old saying, if you don't feed the teachers, they're going to eat the children. That's right. Right? And so in a lot of spaces, this is happening. I know um, it's happened with me, mm-hmm. where the pressure gets to me to such a degree that some misbehavior, I just have a really hard time being forgiving of or yep, being understanding yep. of like I'm thinking about this bad sub report that I have to yes, in a yes. couple days um, <laughs> but but I think I think what we think what's really critical right now is that every single kid knows that they are more than a score and that hey you know what Kevin if you try I think you're going to do really well but not because you have to do well on the test but because you're a quality individual with a great intellect that's right, right. and you know and, and there's lots of ways to kind of do that. It's like, hey, you may not totally believe in this test, but do your best for our school. Do your best for our community. Do your best so that you have opportunities later on. Do your best because that's just what we do in because life. Because that's, that's who you are. You, know? you always put forth your best effort. Yep. You always, no matter what you do, because that's who you are. So we got to find a way. And, and, I, and I think that... Um, all of our school leaders listening to this all over the world, really. Yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> are, are people in Brazil listening? Yes. Um, I'm still really curious about who in Brazil. Who like, is that person? They probably in accidentally like downloaded what is this podcast? our podcast. They're like, I don't know, Santa in English. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I think that where leaders may feel the pressure to 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 tighten the screws on our classroom practice and tighten the screws on test preparation, maybe they need to loosen that up a little bit and say, hey, you know what? Testing's gonna come and go. I value you as a staff. And let's do some stuff that's fun, that keeps us sort of light on our toes and enjoying our work because this is gonna be a hard time. This is gonna be a hard time. And then we're gonna be exhausted after spring break and it's gonna be a lot. So A, let's try to come at this with some levity. Let's laugh at ourselves a little bit. That's right. Let's have some fun in staff meetings. Let's have some fun with our kids. And we always come back to the academics, but but don't forget their humanity and don't forget to listen to what they have to say. Yeah, I think I think that's really important, you know, because we want schools to be a joyous place. Yeah. If kids do not feel joy in these buildings, they are not going to come in these buildings. Yeah, they're not right. going to be enthusiastic about what goes on in these buildings. Or they'll buildings. separate even as they sit in these buildings. That's right. And, and, and we we see it far too much. And I, I it's the one thing that worries me. It's like, well, what yeah. am I doing when I have kids who are like, there's nothing to smile about here. Yeah. There's nothing to laugh about. Yeah. There's nothing to joke about. But I think All even the teachers are cranky. In our serious work, we got to <laughs> yeah. still be able to laugh. Yeah. We still got to have humor, even when we are staring in the face of total disaster. Yeah. We still got to have humor. We have to. You know, and I think about like our Jewish brothers and sisters during the Holocaust. Oh, One man. of the best, I think, examples about is, is the way that they maintained the sense of humor in the yeah. community. And, that you, and you, also the way they, the way they, really um and at the risk of speaking in like gross generalizations yeah. 
the way they sort of saw their community as sacred, as right? Sacred. And and that's the thing that I've been thinking about a lot because you have people, you see people quitting this profession left and right, and among teachers of color, yep. it's exponential, yep. right? And like, so we have to get back to this kind of belief. Like, I believe schools are sacred places. I, it's why I don't want to go work in a central office. It's why I don't even really want to be a school leader. Uh, yeah. The classroom is a sacred space. There's something important that happens in these walls yep. that you or can... Or could happen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because it doesn't always happen. It's not guaranteed. And, and so that sacrosanctity of what happens when we're all together when I'm with my students and we're working through some problem, we're laughing about how I just tripped over something because I'm always tripping over <laughs> yeah, something. Yes. Because like I said, my classroom looks like I'm losing a game of Jumanji, <laughs> right? That's the, that's but the like, classic lie. <laughs> but, like, but, but I think, and that's the other thing I think about. Like, so, um, so in The Wire, there's this moment in season two when Jimmy is getting so obsessive about catching this kingpin and a veteran uh, cop looks at him and says, Jimmy, the job ain't gonna save you. That's right. And so the thing is that we have to recognize that there's a world outside of our doors, and if we don't acknowledge that that world exists, and we don't acknowledge that our kids move through that world daily, then we just become, we become a tool for industrial capacity. We're not developing people, we're developing machines. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think it goes back, what we always talk about is recognizing their humanity, yeah. right? And by recognizing their humanity, uh, it's going to help them perform. Yep. Like overall, seeing the kids as human is what allows them to perform. Absolutely. Treating them with that respect and dignity is what allows them to perform. Yeah. You're never going to perform if you don't have that. And I love what you said before we uh, came on air about uh, your soccer team and what you tell your girls. Do you want to like tell yeah, the people that? So, I think this is a really important idea. So, you know, our, our team, we started training this week, and so you'll hear some soccer stories here yes, and there. Yes. Um, and our, our school is unique. And I don't know, if you're teaching, coaching at a DPS middle school, feel free to challenge this, uh, this idea that I have. But my observation over coaching... Um, nearly, I think this is my 18th season coaching between boys and girls, over 18 seasons, one thing I've noticed is, on the girls' side in particular, that teams are almost entirely made up of either players who've never played before or players who've been playing since they could walk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a real inequity in terms of access to good soccer youth development and that kind of thing. That's another uh, thing I'll be writing about at some point. But... But one thing, so we're unique because we have about half of our girls have been playing their whole life and the other half of the girls are trying it for the first time. And so what I said to the girls before we went out there, you're going to look around and you're going to see, especially the experienced players are going to see inexperienced players. And it's going to be really easy in your head to say, ugh, we'd be so much better if she wasn't on the team. We'd be so much better if she could play. We could be so much better if not for her. But I would offer that if that least experienced player, maybe the least skilled player, maybe the slowest player, yep. if that player walks on the field feeling confident and connected, and, and, and confidence comes from connection. Confidence comes from feeling like you matter in the space that you walk into. So if that girl walks on the field on game day, we have a first game on Tuesday. Yep. If she walks on the field game day on Tuesday and says, I am part of this, I am proud of this, and I feel good about my chances today, then we're going to succeed. And so, and so I say it's your job and it's my job as coach to pick each other up and make sure that every single girl here knows that she is supported and encouraged because if she feels supported when she's on the field, she's going she's gonna to perform beyond her wildest dreams.
Right. And, I, and I feel that way about our classrooms. That's right. That's you right. Know, if, if the kid with the lowest grade in class feels like, I can I'm, do this. I matter here, I matter. and I can do this. I just need to try. Then, dog, we're going to be a blue school. Everything. Right? And as I understand, when you're a blue school, you get like millions of dollars. You can do bonuses, whatever you want. Right? You get. You can do whatever you want. You can uh, go places. You can buy a new car. That's like, right. Uh, you get all of the faculty restrooms replaced by golden toilets, right? I think so. I think that's what happens. I think so. So I think your school your starts to levitate. I think it float does. in the air. Yep. I think you get a new school. I think you get vibranium chalkboards. This <laughs> Vibranium smart board. Sorry. Vibranium smart board. There ain't no, there ain't no nah. chalkboards We can just transport kids to places. Like, so we're going to study uh, Congo today. Let's go. That would be dope. It would be. But I think I think you hit it on the nail. It, it's it's like, who are we looking at? And a lot of times in schools, we concentrate on the top. Yep. We're like, where, what's our top doing? But I think you hit it on the nail. If, if my lowest kid feels confident and willing to try, mm-hmm. willing to try, how do I get them willing to try? I let them know you're in a safe space. Yep. And that you're important. And so that's why you, you try. Yeah. Because you matter and you can do this because you do great things all yeah. the time. Versus we have these kids, like you said, we, we try to bribe them. And you're bribing the kids. We, I've seen it happen, not at this school, but at my own school, <laughs> where it's like, okay, we got a test. But we've had this kid suspended for the last two weeks. <laughs> but this week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let him in. We're gonna, we're, right, gonna right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna let him roll because we yep. need him to test we're because he just amnesty. gotta make sure we get every score. Yep. Well, does his test even matter if he doesn't even feel if he's yeah, felt right. like you've been kicking me out over and over yeah. and now you finally let me in? It's, kids are smart. Yeah. Kids figure out exactly what that means. You want me here because you need me to take your you need test. Me to take your test. You need me to take your so test. So you can keep your job. So you can keep your job. <laughs> the so. kids see through it. The kid, the kids are, the kids are not dumb. They know, and yeah, and I, I think that's absolutely right. And so, and so, uh, so we need bold strokes, right, in our in our schools, not not because our test scores and and not because there's an achievement gap, but because kids need to be connected, and we need to take the bold move of saying that the academics are important, and they're probably the most important thing, right? right. Because um, we talk about equity, we talk about empowering kids, we talk about kids having choices after high school. Absolutely, the academics are the most important thing. But you do have to create a space where kids are willing to take risks and willing to try something and willing to feel a part of a community. And like to me, that's the boldest thing. It's to set aside time out of your test prep schedule and say, hey, y'all, circle up. How we doing? I what's, think, what's I think it's important to touch base. And like, I, I, do you want to rant, yell about stuff? Let's do it. Do you want to go outside, play dodgeball? Let's do it. Do you want to watch like America's Funniest Home Videos for five minutes and talk about what the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you was? Do it. You know, take that kind of stuff because they will feel human. I think that's. I think whenever kids can talk about their interest, who they are, what's on their mind, yeah. And 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 I've done it where you get in this habit. You're like, we can't talk about that now. I did nope. it last week. I was like, no, yeah, can't talk about that no, now. You have to write a five We got to right keep now. reading. We yeah. got to keep writing because yeah. you got to be ready. You know. But I think it, coming back to having that, recognizing their humanity, talking to them, letting them have a space. Yeah. Makes them more willing when we say, "Okay, yeah." Now we talked. I hear you. We all got our our laughs out. We yeah. watched that funny video. Yep. Let's get back to the serious Let's get work. Get back to the stuff. You because know, you're all in the end about serious work. That's right. Because you're serious people. Yeah. We ain't no joke. Yeah. Even though you know people have us as the punchline on TV, 
we know that's not who we are. Yeah. I mean, it, special. It, 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 and of course, it's the time of year that I bring it back to soccer. By the way, there's a World Cup this summer. Oh, so don't exciting. nobody better be trying to get me to do anything this summer. <laughs> Where is it? Where's the World I, Cup? It's in year? Russia. You oh. know, so it's going to be some odd hour games. Yes, uh, the United yes. States did not qualify. Um, and that's why I'm thinking about this because. Oh, this gets precise, you on your big, your big, man. your soapbox. I'm bridge I know exactly bit, where you're going, but go ahead. Because I'm pretty sure our wives want to know where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not so like, text. don't. I'm not even looking at my phone, man. Every time. I know, I know, I know you put yours away. Like, I'll put mine over here my, on your way home. Um, so what I, so what I believe is the reason the U.S. failed to qualify for the World Cup this year is it's a little counterintuitive, especially if you're absorbed in this culture and you kind of buy into this culture. Yep. yep. Um, it's because of the desperation to win at every level. Because we're developing kids to win games when they're seven, right? <laughs> and to you gotta be a champion. It makes when me think seven. of Men in Black, right? When when uh, when that guy stands up and says, "We have to be the best of the best of the best, <laughs> sir." And we don't even know what that means, you know. And so what ends up happening is we can't have fun. We can't take risks because any risk we take could cost us the game, and the game is the most important thing. And so I start thinking about the way the political climate is going in education. Uh -huh. It's like we have to win at every level. That's we right. have to win no at matter every what. level. And we can't have fun. And we can and and those are not things that support academic growth and academic development. And so I think that's the thing that we have to keep in mind is that when when kids it was like um, my friend Sean told me when I was when I was training for the New York Marathon, he's like he's like relaxed running is fast running. Like if you're relaxed and having fun you are going, you're going to PR, you're going to do the best performance you ever thought you could do. And it's the same thing with these kids. If you are relaxed and you are enjoying being in your building, being in your classroom with your teacher and with your classmates, then, then you're, you're going to do great. And, yeah. and the results that we want will come. That's but, right. it, but it's not about trying to get a result at every second. It's like, well, if we get the most results on all of these benchmarks, then we're obviously going to get a bigger result at the end. Yeah, or they'll get sick of it. Or they'll get try. sick of it and not try or say it doesn't matter because it's a different sort of scenario. And I'm because in front we of a can't computer answer now. those questions authentically. When they say, why does this matter? We don't have a way of answering those questions authentically, and we just need to find an authentic way to answer that question. And maybe it is a question about integrity. Maybe it is that, listen, in the future, you're going to be in situations in life where you're going to be asked to perform at something that just doesn't feel like it matters, like it all matters that much to you. to you. But maybe you choose to perform because that's what you do. Or you have just that respect and dignity or pride. And anything yeah. I try to do, yep. I'm trying to do it to the best of my I'm ability. I'm going to do my best. You know? I'm going to do it. It might be the first time. I, I might fall on my face, but I think that goes back to... to to helping kids understand this, not all about winning all the time. Yeah. And that sometimes to win, you gotta lose. Yep. To really Absolutely. win, you gotta lose. Absolutely. You, I, and I think one of the yeah, things I was thinking sometimes. the other night is, is teaching is really about humility. Oh, man. It's about accepting <laughs> where I'm not perfect and this is not, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Because if I'm humble enough, then I'm willing to listen. But I'm willing to take those risks, yeah. too, and say, hey, this isn't working. Let me try something yeah. different. And that's what growth mindset really is. Growth mindset isn't about, well, I just have to assume that no matter what I do, I did something wrong, and I have to correct it. That's not growth that's not mindset. Growth mindset. growth mindset is, I'm going to try some stuff. It's, it's like uh, the whole idea of trial and error, right? I'm going to try some stuff. I'm going to keep the stuff that works, and I'm going to not do the stuff that didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Like, I'm going to keep the crazy. good ideas. I'm going to get rid of the dumb ideas. <laughs> 
And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. It's it's like how it, it's like how uh, steel was crafted, right? Yeah. It took millennia to perfect it. Trial and error. Well, let's try to hit it this way. Yeah. Nope, that nope, smashed. Nope. That didn't work. That didn't well, work. Now that's too hard, and that's too sharp, and that's too big. You know, so so it's it, it's about trial and error, and how we engendering kids a safe environment to take risk. By the when they graduate, it's too late to take risks. You know, I. And, th- in some ways, I guess. I, I well, I, what I always say is this classroom's a laboratory. Yeah, it's a safe space where we can you can experiment. Yeah, right. And so ultimately, if I take away that desire to experiment, to take risks, to try something new, then I'm I'm limiting kids. Period. I'm limiting them, Period. and they're like, well, I can't I can't try anything. And and what limits me? Oh, you didn't do this right. Yeah. You're wrong with that. Yeah. You, I've told you over and over, over how and over. to do this. You didn't over listen to the directions? Yeah. I just stood in front of the thing yeah. and chewed it up. <laughs> I told the kids. I was like, I got the directions here. I just told you. It's on your paper. But I'll tell you one more time if you need. I'll tell yeah, you two absolutely. more times. Because it's crazy when you're asking me, Mr. I don't understand what I'm doing, you're taking the That's first step. Risk. To That's say, a risk. Too, to say, to I want to be doing this. But I don't. Uh, when I look at it, I'm still confused. Yeah, but I want to do this. Yeah, I it's I I believe this is valuable. I need to know how to do it. I I see everybody else do it. Yeah. I want to do it, but you got to help me. And 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 helping me is it? You you see the directions? You see them? <laughs> oh man! I told you. Were you were you I'm, listening to I'm, me? I'm feeling convicted right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we all no, do. You're right, you're right. We all have but, this but, moment but where we, yep, because the pressure becomes very heavy. And um, and then you start thinking about oh man what's gonna happen in my mid year and what's gonna happen yeah you have that evaluators looking at you and you're like oh I know this is gonna come up and oh what's gonna happen you know if I if if I allow kids to not be perfect like what's gonna happen and it's easy to get caught up in that thinking so um, as we're running long yeah one one thing this is a long one Um, one thing I I think we would leave you with is just recognize everybody's humanity in these difficult times, not just your students, but your colleagues, mm-hmm. even your supervisors. Like, I know that's a really that's hard, a hard thing stretch, to right? kind of, like, embrace in some situations. a very tense time of year. It's a, it's, a, it's a time of year where some people are getting ribbed and riffed. Some yep. people are looking for jobs. Uh, you know, teaching staffs are being shaken up. Budgets are stressful. Yeah, yep. It's almost like they designed this to be the hardest part of year. And then know? they're like, and, and now, have, and now here's a test. Because... Uh, and you won't know the results until October anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> Which is a whole other so you'll issue be cool in itself. After that, right? But like, but just remember that we're that every. I, I really do believe that a hundred percent of people in a schoolhouse, from the principal down to the halftime sweeper, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They are doing the best they can. That's right. In that moment, like some of us are depleted with energy. Some of us have other things going on outside of the job. Some of us are fighting illness. Some of us are doing too much. But I believe that everybody's doing the best that they can. And if we can accept that, that everybody's doing the best that we can, then we treat each other differently. And I think that's the ultimate lesson. You know, we think about what are we trying to teach our kids? What, and what is the ultimate value? And I think reading and writing, arithmetic, all that stuff is important. But I think in the end, if, if the kids learn to be better humans, better people to each yeah. other, if they learn how to really communicate with each other, not support fight in their other, community, support each, each other, other, encourage each other, with each other, have a critical dialogue where we disagree, but we know our disagreement is not the end. Nope. I think we model that for the kids and we help them develop those skills because yeah. I think if you have those skills, you're saying I belong. 
And if I belong, then I'm willing to be a part. Yep. And it's, it goes back to, to wrap it all up, put a nice little neat bow. A little bow on it. What if Killmonger had felt like he belonged? Yep. Yep. You know? If he didn't feel like he had How to powerful would he have been? his space, yeah. 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 Because you get into that attitude, I gotta take. Yep. I gotta take. Because I've been denied. Because I've been denied. Rightfully so. I feel like that's the only way. And I think we always have to think about, we don't want to turn into our oppressors. We want to be something different from yep. our oppressors. Yep. The solution to to oppression is not to just be the person on the top. Yep. It's to it's like in Hamilton. eliminate Oceans the top. rise, empires fall. But you have to get outside of that mindset. And I think... That was good. You carry that too. Thank you, Look thank you. Man, it's not like I know all the songs You carry that too. Uh, so, um, but, but I think the thing that I'm going to walk away with is the point about modeling this behavior. Because the kids are watching. They watch how we treat people. They learn. And um, I remember years ago a kid saying, oh, you don't like that teacher, do you? I'm like, what? Why would you even how say you? that? Oh, because I saw you do this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, Convicted. you got me. I'm guilty, me. dang. You're they're, right. they're watching us, and if they see us smiling with each other, laughing with each other, enjoying each other's company, and treating each other like equals, um, then they're going to do the same. That's right. There's no youth culture. It's all adult culture. It's all adult It's culture. all a reflection of what we do. So, speaking of what we do, what we do is we go home and be attentive spouses. Yes, um, yes. So, uh, we thank you for uh, lasting all the way to the end of this. It may have taken you a few listens, but um, we really appreciate it. Um, you can hit us up by emailing us at two dope teachers um, at gmail.com. Like, I can't even remember. Address. What are we? Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two dope teachers. And um, we're on the we're on the book as well. Uh, you book. can like us there. Also, uh, Educators of Color Congress yes. has a gathering this coming Sunday yes. at twelve thirty. Uh, I will probably not be there because of, you got a fundraiser. I got a fundraiser. I got to do. Um, but come out and get I would connected. definitely be there. People, the, the great people at Cafe Cultura and sitting next to me and Black Lives Matter fifty two eighty are putting this on as another place where teachers of color can connect and support each other That's and get right. excited about uh, the work that we are doing and the the mountain that that lies ahead of us. Uh, climbing it together is much easier than climbing it solo. That's right. Um, and we just uh, we just thank you for following us. Uh, hit us up with your comments. Like us. And uh, give us a review on Apple, uh, yeah. on iTunes. It helps us uh, get our word out there. So uh, I'm Gerardo Munoz. And I'm Kevin Adams. And we are telling you this weekend always to stay, stay dope. dope.